I normally focus on one of the scriptures, usually one of the Gospels, but today these all blended together so perfectly that reading from Isaiah where it said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon him. And what kind of spirit is it? It's a spirit of understanding, of knowledge, and of fear of the Lord. It's a spirit of wisdom and counsel. And then he says, and the wolf will lie down with the lamb, and the lion will be with the child. It shall be a time of peace, and God is ruling the world. And we're told that when God rules the world, it's a time of peace. And then in our responsorial psalm today, 72, justice will flourish in his time and the fullness of peace. In other words, when we are traveling with Jesus Christ, we have justice, but we have peace. And in the book of Romans, it said, brothers and sisters, whatever was written previously was written for our instruction, that by endurance and by encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. In a world like we have today, we don't have that much hope unless we have our hope with and in Jesus Christ and the Heavenly Father. And finally, in the Gospel, the Gospel of Luke, it said, John the Baptist was calling people, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, I find that a little hard to imagine when I look out in Carmel. It's pretty nice here, but when you look at the rest of the world, I don't think the Carmel's heaven, let alone the rest of the world. But he's telling us, he's saying, get ready. Ready the path of the Lord. Prepare the way for God. As we all know, Christmas is going to be here before most of us are ready. And the key is, right here, right now, We are called to respond to him, to Jesus Christ, every single day as we go up to this beautiful birth so that we are preparing our lives because we know it's only possible with and in Jesus Christ for us to have that peace and to truly understand what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. I think the challenge in this week's scriptures is that we are called to prepare the way, but we're doing it by living in a crazy world. And if you don't think the world is crazy, turn on your TV. That's all it takes. It only takes that. But it's an absolutely beautiful world if I choose to see the beauty that is in the world. In other words, God is working all over the world. We just forget to see him. We just don't focus on what matters. And we are called to make a difference in the world by the way we respond to Jesus Christ. It's a free choice. I'm going to give you an example. A number of years ago, my, my mother died my first year of priesthood. Okay, And we did not know she was sick. She had cancer. We did not know until they did an exploratory surgery on her. And they said... She has no hope. And she died two months and five days from diagnosis to death. My father was devastated. My father was one of those types of men that if he was sitting like this and my mother walked into the room, he went. He was so in love with my mother. They were married 39 years. And when she died, I thought he was going to die too. Unbelievable. I mean, he was just sad. He was depressed. We got through the funeral. 
and everybody was like, oh, what's going to happen? One day we were all over there with him, and <clears throat> he said, I really don't want to live anymore. And so we were chit-chatting about different things, and all at once the phone rings, and my father, who was pretty, had pretty good phone etiquette, said, hello, Gartland residence. And they started, this man started talking. He said, no, thank you. No, thank you. I don't need that. No, thank you. No, thank you. And then he says, let me tell you something. He said, I don't really care about this house. My wife died. If it falls down around me, I could care less. And he, he hangs up. Well, it was somebody who was selling siding for your house. And all we could think was that poor man on the other side of the phone must have had the biggest guilt plex. Okay? So a couple days later, we're all back together. And he's in a good mood. And we said, Dad, you seem to be in a really good mood today. And he said, I am. We said, you are just like that? And he said, yes, I've decided something. And we all said, what's that? He said, I would rather have had your mother for 29 years than anybody else in the world for 100 years. And I've chosen that I was blessed with her when I had her. It's a choice we make in our lives. And we choose to be like Jesus Christ. That's the challenge of this gospel. If you look at our world today, you're going to see what I think is one of the biggest mistakes we could ever make. And that is we have started to glorify and almost worship the rich, the world leaders, the athletes, the beautiful people, the brilliant people. That's not who we should be worshiping. We should be worshiping and finding those people in our daily lives who are kind, who are good, who are loving, who sacrifice, and then, then we will truly know God. So let us today become one of those people, one of those people who makes the world a better place just by their presence. As all you know, I think, I teach first and third grade at the school once a week, and people will say, why do you do that? Put up with all those kids. And I said, because they're absolutely beautiful. Not just beautiful looking, but beautiful in their hearts. And that's the challenge of this gospel, to live our lives in such a way that we have the joy of children, that we see the goodness in people and the goodness of God, and we call that out for everyone else. So today, let us be mindful of the fact that we are called to become our very best. And we do that when we come like children, when we come like Jesus.